1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
2: Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this
0: room? Yes, we're in it.
2: And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a land. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan.
1: Hour two or two right here on Sports Sunday And see the conversation during the break was man better than what we've been right, talking about right, the whole time. Right. You know? Uh, We got a couple texts here on the text line just in reference to some of the things we talked about here. Uh, We talked about who would be the most important player for the Blazers as we move into the playoffs. Someone said, I'd say Nurkic, just because he plays the most minutes. And the emergence of Aminu Collins-Harkless from three was great. Obviously, Mo's out right now. Next man up, Napier? Question mark. I think so. Um, Napier gets a lot of minutes. He plays a lot of great defense. If he can just figure out how to put the ball in the basket we'd be in a much different spot. Uh, Trying to justify Manziel over Kaepernick for football reasons is a non-starter. Manziel said so himself. He knows Kaepernick is way better at football. Um, yeah, Manziel wasn't, like I said, he wasn't great in his first year as a Cleveland Brown, but hell, nobody's great in their first year as a Cleveland Brown, unless you're Joe Thomas who
3: decided to finally
1: walk away from that awful franchise and, and retire.
3: Can, can I just add this? Like, let, let's just close our eyes and take Johnny Manziel's resume off the field and imagine that's a black quarterback. Is anybody really trying to hire a woman-beating, alcoholic Probably coke, most likely meth. Guy to come back and lead our Dang, franchise. Meth, come on, H- has that ever yeah. come on, man? You think it's meth? I got people. Gee, Gee. <laughs> I got people. That's, all, that's all I'm saying. Insights. You heard it here, you folks. You it here first. It was meth. I, I, I I don't even know. Come on, <laughs> so man. come on, man. It. Ain't nobody trying to do us. A- Listen, Tyrod Taylor got benched for being 500. Yeah, let's remember that. Yeah, just can't Where's be average right for, for being 500. He got bent. Rod right? he started on Tyrod Taylor. But, but, but we digress. A, but we digress.
0: Don't don't get me. T- uh, started we digress. On t- you're talking about a guy that um, I'm literally probably once a week going on into like forums and comment sections telling. And, and I called out, um, you know, uh, Bill's Mafia. Just a couple weeks ago, bring it because you know what? You guys are the worst fans. You are the worst the fans for chasing off Tyrod Taylor. That was a joke. He is the best quarterback you've had since Jim Kelly, and you are literally like throwing a parade because he's gone. You guys are stupid and you deserve another nineteen year drought. He he, <laughs> he broke a twenty
3: year drought and they're happy he's gone. But we digress. We digress. Real yeah. talk. Shout out so, to Tyrod. Yeah, Tyrod. T-Bow, T-Bow, success get, in
0: Cleveland, man. That guy is going to have over Cleveland. a 500 record in Cleveland this year. Watch. He's going to save Hugh Jackson's job. We got yeah. some time, so we can always talk.
1: You know, I'm always down to talk a little NFL. But for right now, uh, and we got a, shoot, look, we only got like four, five minutes. So we'll probably, this will bleed into maybe the next segment more than likely. ESPN released their list for the top 100, uh, <coughs> 25 most influential players ever. From the NBA. Um, Now, I think a lot of people in the top five are going to be able to guess the top five pretty easily. You know, so number one, clearly, Michael Jordan. Number two is LeBron. I have no problem with that. Number three, Magic, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. Those are the top five.
4: No Larry Bird?
1: Larry Bird is number nine. So number six, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Seven, Oscar Robinson. Eight, Dr. J. Nine, Larry Bird. And where it gets murky for a lot of people, namely me, number ten, Stephen Curry. So, I'm good with most people on the list. Maybe I mean maybe some numbers could be shuffled around and in between there. Uh, I think Dr. J should be higher than eight, uh, just because you're talking about really. If we talk a lot about Jordan being Robot the blueprint. Shaq is on the list. That's another. That's another beef I, I have with, and uh, we'll get to that point. But uh, Dr. J, you're talking about the Godfather of yeah. basketball for the most part. Every star from Michael Jordan to Magic, that was their guy. You know, you talk to any of our uncles or something like that. Dr. J was who they watched. Mm-hmm. That Fro, the mm-hmm. the socks, the the everything. Like uh-huh. man, the 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 fish that sa- was it. The, the fish that saved Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. So there you go. Dr. J should be much higher than eight. But the list as it goes on, number eleven, the logo, Jerry West, for obvious reasons. Number twelve, Kobe. Number thirteen is somebody I think needs to be in the top ten, and that's one the the answer, Allen Iverson.
4: Mm.
3: Okay,
1: I think Allen Iverson, in my opinion, he changed the way basketball looks. He changed the way uh, basketball is perceived by um, by the public, be it good or bad. And you said – you. Uh, Anthony said right a little bit ago before we came back from break. Influence doesn't mean necessarily good. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. Um, the the tattoos, the cornrows, the the, baggy the, the baggy the baggy shorts, the the arm sleeves, the leg sleeves, the headband. Mm-hmm. Um, the most the iconic crossover. the crossover. The most iconic thing about Allen Iverson had nothing to do with him being on the floor. Uh, th- th- that cover a slam with the big fro. And the goal and the and the platinum chains and everything I, I that changed as a sophomore in high school at that point that changed the way I looked at basketball Allen Iverson was everybody's if not your favorite player he was your idol because mm-hmm. he dressed the part he looked like every young you know black urban kid you know from fill in the blank city in the United States so I,
3: I so I would agree that Allen Iverson uh changed the way the NBA looked Right. I think it's a little higher because let's remember maybe five, six years ago they changed the rules again mm-hmm. because of the way you look. Yeah. Right? It, it, it was, you gotta wear suits when you come to the place. You gotta, you know, there's a dress code. Basically, in retaliation, I think, in response to how I, Allen Iverson had changed so much, and it was just, all it was was hip-hop culture, yeah. right? And it and, and it was, you know, Allen Iverson made it official. That's when, I mean, let's remember, man, Alan Iverson had a rap, yeah, man, and it was a cut with Jadakiss, yeah. <laughs> and you right, and those commercials yeah. and, and everything else. But I wanted to really talk about the Steph Curry. Because if Iverson changed the way the game looks, right? I think Steph Curry has changed the way the game is played. Yeah. Right? And Steph to me is he's kind of a symbol of this whole new wave. He's not the only one, but all of a sudden the whole idea about shooting these three pointers, right? It's the most valuable shot in basketball history, right? He's learned how to shoot it better than anybody in the history. It's the most value, right? This is just a math game, right? He's taken the most valuable shot and made it something that he can do with relative ease. And it's changed the game. It's changed the way about the guys that can come in the league, right? it, it, it changed the whole thing from we now we had we we used to have everybody needs a seven foot center to just to get going not at all in fact we need you out the way centers are rare shooters are at a premium and that's because of I think the way that Steph Curry has mastered that shot.
5: That's a good point. I think they left. I think on the list they left off like two people, but they'll do it again probably next year. And you got like uh, Joel Embiid. That's going to change the game. He's going to be most influential for big guys. And then you have, like, Kyrie Irving. I think um, they didn't put him on the list because he got injured too many times, and he's been snubbed for a couple championships. And I think only the reason why Steph Curry is up there and, and most influential is because he won a couple more championships than the other guys with, you know, that game-changing shot. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's hard to—
1: it's hard to really argue. Mind you, I'm only doing it because I think there's two dudes. And Allen Iverson, number one, they put a, a – lot of people say the, the zone was put in the league for Shaq and AI. You had a – here you have a five foot ten dude who for three years straight led the NBA in points in the paint at a time where Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal was the most dominant player right. in basketball. Oh, and Allen Iverson is leading the league in points in the paint. That just looked a little weird. But he also showed – the one thing Iverson showed, and I guess we say the same about Steph Curry, is that in, a, in the land of trees – Here's this five foot ten dude who's going in there and just dominating everything. So I know, man, we got a break. So mm, talk more because we still miss some people that should be on the list. We're gonna talk about this again when we come back. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. We'll talk about more talk more about this when we come back right here on Sports Sunday on the fan.
2: sports with a difference this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan it's getting spicy in
1: here fam like i'm I'm hearing some some crazy (laughs) stuff as, as we're as we're breaking in here so we're back to this game changers list that espn came out with uh kind of recapping the what they feel are the most influential players in the history of basketball now influence influential the definition is having or exerting influence especially great influence okay that's that's the definition That's not me. that is dictionary.com just so we're clear um with that i understand why steph is on this list i totally do but there's another dude who's on this list that he's ranked incredibly too low and it bothers me because, again, if you're talking about the changing of a game and changing of position and how it's played, you can't do that and not mention the first stretch four in Dirk Nowitzki. If you are a six foot nine basketball player and you can't dribble and you can't shoot and you can't drive, you can't post, you can't board, you have no room in the NBA. Gary mm-hmm. Trent. If you can't. <laughs> If you can't run Not the break, to Gary Trent. yeah, shout out to Gary Trent, right? Uh if you can't run the break and finish and shoot a 17 to 24 25 uh foot jump shot, you have no big, you have no chance in the league. And so you're looking around the NBA right now and who are the four most unathletic bigs in the league? Not even unathletic, but just not not scoring. You know, who, like, I mean, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, mm. uh, Hassan Whiteside. And he can even yeah. score a little bit. Um, Rudy Gobert. Oh. Um, I mean, I'm missing people. Cantor. Cantor. Enos Cantor. But you look at Nurkic, man, he can run the floor. He can stop and pop. Yes, sir. Not a problem. You look at, uh, um, what's, a, a Miracic, man, he can stop and pop. Not a problem. Uh, You look at Anthony Davis, he can pull up for threes. Boogie Cousins can pull up for threes. Uh, uh, Carl Anthony Towns leads. Nobody knows this, man. He leads the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves in three-point percentage. So he's the best three-point shooter on the team. Dirk Nowitzki made it to where big men don't have to be big. I don't got to be on the block no more. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. man, I can be Kevin Durant. I can play this too. And at Kevin Durant, you're looking at a seven-foot... Two guard basically that can dribble right past you. So I know we talk a lot about Steph and what he's doing. Yes, the three point ball has changed it. But I think if you talk about Steph, you got to talk about Clay at the same time. Like, granted, Steph yeah. makes terrible shots. Clay makes those shots look easy, mm-hmm. relatively. You know, mm-hmm. the way you would never teach your kid how to shoot like Steph, you would definitely teach them how to shoot like Clay. And Clay, like,
4: he, he's always like overlooked. And it's, it's kind
1: of like Clay Thompson averages 20 points this year. Mm-hmm. On a team that has a dude that won the uh, back-to-back MVPs, won unanimous MVP, and a dude that averages twenty-seven.
3: But remember what I said. I, I think I think Steph is kind of a symbol of this whole new wave yes. of of three-point shooting, right? You know, you have guys finishing with more three-point attempts than two-point attempts, right? In today's NBA, that just wasn't the case. When you talk about Dirk, I I, I do think everything you said is true. The only thing is when you talk about influential, right? Everybody can't be a seven-footer from Europe, right? There's just right. not that many, right? But everybody and their mama thinks they can be Steph Curry, right? It, it, it revived a lot of hoop dreams, regrettably, to be honest, for a lot of people, right? But it revived a lot because look at this little skinny guy shooting these threes. I have action, and that's where I think you see the difference. Yeah. Right? Everybody believes they can be Steph. Everybody can't be a seven-footer from Europe.
1: And I think the thing about Steph is, I know a lot of people like to say everybody can be Steph. We kind of talked about this in the break. No, 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 no. You think you, you can You think be Steph. you can. And you here's can. why you can't. Steph Curry's daddy is Dell Curry. He just got surpassed on the all-time Hornets uh, three-point three point list. You know, So he's one of the greatest shooters the NBA has ever had. If you can be around your dad... Who plays in the NBA for ten years and then have shooting coaches and then have the, the the big shooting machine at home? Yes, you can shoot exactly like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I don't think but it's that easy. It's it's definitely not that easy. So the, you got to understand those dudes. They just happen to be the two best shooters in the league. Their fathers played in the league for multiple years and had multiple trainers. So it's not like they didn't do it on their own. I'm Not saying they couldn't have done it on their own. I'm not saying you can't do that. However. Being in that position definitely helps. Now, if you're seven feet, all of a sudden, you tell telling me, I don't got to play the block no more? Before Dirk McVinci came to the league, mm-hmm. the four was just an extended version of the five. I you see. know, just a big guy that can maybe shoot a foul line, extended jumper, and that's about it. You know they that that you look at you look at the great they were the great too, like, Horace Grant you know yeah, was somebody who get that foul line jumper and everything but it's really he could play center just an extension of that center position. Uh, now you had guys that could not run the floor. Malone obviously was a great uh, great guy running the floor. Um, Sean Kemp, you know some other guys, but Sean Kemp couldn't shoot. Malone could shoot threes but couldn't shoot threes like that. Man, Dirk was pump faking you taking you off the Tim dribble, Duncan. pull up, fade away. Like those were things that guys weren't doing. Tim Duncan. Could run the floor, but again, foul line extended, bank shot, that's his thing. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. stepping out for three. Dirk showed, man, without Dirk, I don't think you get Kevin Durant. I don't mm-hmm. think you get Anthony Davis. I don't mm-hmm. think you get these big guys to come into the league and Embiid. They know, how to handle, Embiid, know how to handle the ball and pull up for three. I don't think that happens.
0: And all he's done is, I mean, he's been, the I think, one of the most underrated NBA players his whole career, and all he's done is just go out every year and just keep playing. Like, now he's at the point where he – he, he kind of reminds me of Ichiro where he's just like he loves the game so much he won't stop playing, playing. but playing. you know yeah. from what it, it sounds like his his knees are so shot like anytime he gets real minutes he's he's soaking for hours and hours because his but he just can't stop
4: yeah. but
0: at the at the same time the guy literally I can't think of another guy um growing up that um I don't know in my teens because that's kind of when he started out. He's been in the league for so long um, that I enjoyed watching more because although the fact that I couldn't relate to him, that he's seven foot tall, because that's the difference, you know, in a lot of these shoe contract deals is, you know, it's hard to relate to somebody who's seven feet. It's easier mm-hmm. to relate to a Damian Lillard That's why Patrick Ewing never got his head coaching gig in the NBA. But I'll tell you what, man, it is it like watching him in his heyday, watching Dirk in um, the NBA championship games. Like, it it was watching a one-of-a-kind at first because he was doing things nobody else was doing, and it, it did kind of make you um, kind of drop your jaw that a seven-footer could do the things that he did athletically. Like, he moved kind of like a point guard, except he was seven feet tall, and, and that was absolutely ridiculous.
1: And you didn't see a lot of those. And so there's one other dude I want to touch on. He's not in the top ten. I feel like he should be. Yes, um, and that's the one. One, Shaquille O'Neal, hmm. um, the big diesel, the big diesel, mm-hmm. um, for Shaq reasons does. that really have very little to do with basketball. Hmm. Like in my opinion, my opinion, I think Shaq is the greatest superstar the NBA has ever had. That not that doesn't mean the best player. Right. That mm-hmm. means the greatest superstar. Shaq, as a as a fifth grade kid for me, Shaq had a CD. Mm-hmm. Shaq had a video game. Shaq had movies, yes, and then on Shoes top of that, <laughs> he had shoot. No, this is when he had the kamikazes. Them Reeboks were dope. Like right. I mean, yeah. I, th- I would still buy those
4: today. Yeah. So all that being Remember said, to break the um the, the, the Shaq is that breaking backboards yeah, in games. Right, like
1: nobody, he was every kid's favorite player, and he made it okay to want to be a center. He made it okay to want to dunk on people and stuff like that. But what he did is he showed that man, I can be marketable. Outside of this stuff, Jordan, while he was marketable, Jordan wasn't a nice guy. Right. Like Shaq was the one of those guys. Man, I want my fans to touch me. Come up and say what's up. Right. Come up and hug me. When he got traded to Boston, he went to like Boston Square, like the middle of their downtown, and he played human mannequin for like three hours and just let people come up and take pictures with him and little stuff like that. Like you don't get that type of access to superstars. Yeah. Like Shaq was the one to show people, man, you can rap. Go ahead and be. A he was the first. Yeah. He was the first athlete rapper. You know yeah. what I mean? As, as we're thinking about it. Man, we Agreed.
3: Dion, all them dudes. Man. You, I, th- I think you hit it on the head with, with Shaq's influence. You know, he has the same problem as Dirk, right? Everybody can't be, mm-hmm. you know, seven, two 320 pounds, whatever it is, right? Oh, ba- Basketball-wise, I mean, we've never seen, I don't think, anything like Shaq Absolutely. before or yeah. since. So he is, his in basketball, he's his own island. I think. The things he did off the court also paved the way for the accessible superstars, yes. right? I mean, the Twitter I don't know if you, l- you included the movies. I mean, some bad movies, right? Because it was not good. Right. A- 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 but still, <laughs> I'll tell you this musically, low key, go back and listen that to that album. That album is dope, man. Hey, man, Shaq was smart enough to go get great producers. And he had a song with Biggie. Man, he had cuts. Man, he had a song with the Fushnicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what man? I mean? Shaq Fushnickens. I mean, what so, you mean? So Shaq was just, I mean, you remember him dancing with the Jabberwockies? Yep. I mean, yeah. that's who Shaq was. He was the big, lovable kid yes. that seemed super approachable. And you're right. He was one of my, fa- I love, I like, I'm a Blazer fan that hated the Lakers, but loved Shaq.
1: Man, Shaq, man, I don't care about the Sacramento Queens. (laughs) Write it down. Like, there was nobody that could be more intense or more endearing at the same time than Shaquille O'Neal. And like I said, I think he's really the guy that showed that Man, you ain't gotta wait for Gatorade. Man, go get this money.
3: Go right. out there and and put your name. And on And then it. you yes, flip sir. you flip over into what he's doing now. Shaq is still relevant. I mean, still his re- shacked in re- a fool and all that stuff is still relevant. When my back hurts, I reach for right. reach for
1: icy hot. Right. It's warm on your back.
3: <laughs> and that and that and that is again. That's the influence. He's
1: selling insurance and gold bond oh, yeah. and everything. Everything. Okay. Get some well, general insurance. So, so, I got a question. Yes, sir. <laughs> Top ten. I want
5: to think like uh, they put like what is
1: it? Elgin Baylor on there? Elgin Baylor is not in the top ten. However, Elgin Baylor is uh, number. Yeah, is he on there? No, actually, he's not. He's not in the top twenty five. Any, any, any Blazers? Here are the five? top twenty five. No. no, no, sir. Here are the top twenty five. Number twenty five, George Mikan. Elgin Baylor is twenty three. Oh, is he? Oh, twenty three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tim Duncan. Excuse me. Elgin Baylor is twenty three. And then there's a list of people. Uh, twenty two. Steve Nash. Twenty one. Dirk. Uh, Phil Jackson at 19, Pat Riley, Shaq, then Akeem Olajuwon, KG, Charles Barkley. No Vince Colin Carter. Iverson, no mm-hmm. Vince Carter. Kobe at 12, the logo Jerry West at 11, then 10, Steph, 9, Larry Bird, 8, Dr. J, 7, Oscar Robinson, uh, 6, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 5, Wilt Chamberlain, number 4, Bill Russell, 3, Magic Johnson, 2, LeBron James, 1, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. So... I don't know, man.
5: I, 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 just real quick before we break. Uh, Danny, they get their list right. I got to say the list is right, man. They put the founding fathers in order. Is the list right?
4: Um, not really. I mean, because basketball, it just changed so much. Like,
1: Yeah, it's a different game.
4: It's a different game. So, okay. I'm not mad at the list. I mean, I would I would
3: flip a guy here or there but not enough to to change it. I like it. Yeah, yeah I'd flip that. a couple
1: names, yeah. you know, but for the most part they nailed it pretty head on. I think I would switch Steph and uh, some other people, but for the most part I thought it was good. Okay.
0: I, I don't think that you can really mess up a top 10 list though cuz there's always going to be the bubbles. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know? So there's guys those
1: those anywhere from if you're ranked in top 20, then you could very well be top 10. Okay. Yeah. Coming up next Hate it to love it. There's some Mario sound effects inside. If you get an answer right, you get the 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 coin. You get it wrong, you get the. You'll know if you lose some points. But that's coming up next. But first, Jesse at Sports Center.
2: were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: Just enjoying the view out of our big window. Shout out to all the joggers and all their yoga fans to continue to run by, man. We appreciate it in here. You know, definitely. It's Easter, brother. It is Easter. <laughs> so this is Hated or Love It. Uh, this is our competition-based part. So Jesse's going to ask some questions. We just simply respond with... We hate it or we love it, and then we just kind of tell why. So uh, we'll go in a circle. I think I will start. Sure. Yeah. We, we I, have
3: I, not I, been given these questions.
1: So, right? no, nobody's no. been given these questions. These are completely random questions. Rashad gets the question. There will be no baseball questions. No, I, just, I just so you up the, <laughs> the questions here. I'll read in the, the last text messages <laughs> that Jesse just sent me. No, so, right, yeah. <laughs> so these are completely up to <laughs> the questions that are up to Jesse. Yes. He will ask us, and we just kind of hate or love it. So, when you hear, this sound, you will know that you have about 15 seconds left to speak. Can they get?
3: That's the wrap it up. That's 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 <laughs> you. you got 15 seconds
1: <laughs> right. left. So
0: Jesse, go ahead and get us started, fam. Alrighty. Um, you know what? I, I'm guilty of this every week. Gotta bring the NFL right into the segment. Well, let's go. Then. We're gonna start right out there. Uh, talked about Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, obviously being more of a prospect based on his athletics than on his actual quarterbacking skills. Um, one may say that about another prospect in this draft. However, uh, some may think this guy is possibly the best talent in the draft, although some think he should try out as a wide receiver. And Lamar Jackson! Love or hate! Despite what everyone wants to say, Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback prospect in this draft. Uh, mm, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say love it. Uh, there's nobody athletically that can do what Lamar Jackson's been able to do. Um, you don't see them asking Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold or anyone else to play any other position. It just kind of shows exactly how um, I, I, I guess how how much of a Swiss Army knife he can be on the next level. You know, I think the comparison everybody keeps trying to make is Cordell Stewart. He can be the next slash and go out there and punt some balls and maybe do some kickoff returns. That's not what you want, man. Lamar Jackson is somebody who in two years uh, completely, man, took the world by storm storm in his time in Louisville, which also included a Heisman Trophy and which should have been a second Heisman Trophy, but I think because we don't want to, you know, take that away from Archie Griffin, nobody's ever going to be a two-time Heisman winner. I'm looking at a guy who has all the measurements, all the Measurables. He's six foot five. He can throw the ball. He can sprint on you. He's the best prospect of any of those guys. Asking him to play receiver was lunacy. Well, damn. I
4: love it. I love it. I
0: love it. Um, Well,
4: I mean, he's kind of a small guy. You know, Um, I like him. I like the other kid from. Wyoming, he's very good. Um what's the Josh name? Josh Allen? Yeah Josh Allen. Yeah, he's he's very solid, you know, small school and I don't know. All right. Them athletic quarterbacks are kinda they could be hit or miss. Yeah,
5: hit or miss. You got you got you got your Cam Newton, you got your Mike Vic, you got
3: your Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Love it. Real easy. I'm gonna go with Love It. Hey, so at the end of the day. Them trying to make him go to receiver is a power move, first and foremost. It justifies them being able to pay him less. So (laughs) he's smart in saying, no, I'm a quarterback, right? Now, if you sign me and you you got me on your squad, then you can do what you want to. But sign me at quarterback money, first and foremost. It's amazing that people just don't learn. We said the same thing about Deshaun Watson last year. Deshaun Watson turned out to be the best thing since sliced bread last year until he got hurt. Now, I think... Injury of the athletic quarterback is going to be a problem, but the way the NFL is steady protecting players, specifically quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. I think now's the best time ever to go after uh, the Lamar Jacksons to to protect the Deshaun Watsons. I think it's a no-brainer that you get him. He's a game changer. He's somebody that can come in tomorrow and change the way a game is played. Hey, very good. I'm with him.
0: All right. Yeah. See, uh, I'm gonna be. uh, This is a hard one for me. But I mean, kind of the theme that I've been playing in my head is, man, trading out, like trading out with uh, Buffalo out of that top five pick as a Bronco fan, moving back, maybe taking their 22nd pick as well, and then taking Lamar Jackson with that that uh, 12th pick. That sounds right. really nice right. to I me. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would not be mad at that. And I think
1: there are a lot of teams that would love for Lamar Jackson to just yeah. fall into their lap. Dude, right I, they can say whatever they want to about him playing receiver. They'd love to have it, him.
0: It doesn't sound like something John Elway would do, but uh, man, that sounds really nice. Him, it, he th- What I want out of that position is a winner, and you, he's a winner, and I, I think Baker Mayfield's a winner. Those are the two guys that in college, they proved to me um, they don't they may play a little bit different style, but all they know how to do is win. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, moving on. I brought this up before the show, and that was uh, sparked a conversation about how um, kids could transition from high school into the NBA. It's reported by ESPN that Darius Baisley, the top prospect uh, committed to Syracuse, has decided to forego college and sign with the G League. Love or hate, Darius Baisley is setting the new trend for top prospects to follow.
1: Love, Uh, you're looking at an opportunity to go make money straight out of college. The G League, I believe they started around 30,000 for the year. Well, I think the average salary made by a college graduate is right around $30,000 a year. So if you can put a student in a position right now to make money in their craft, Uh, that would be fine. Sports is the only thing. Basketball mainly is the only thing that we tell kids that you can't go make your money right now. We don't say that about engineering. We don't say that about golf. We don't say that about tennis, man. It's okay if you're great baseball. at 16. Yeah, baseball, you can be a pro at, a 16, at 16 and sign right out of high school, and that's okay with everyone. You go to AAA and make some money there, but NBA basketball, it seems to be a no-no. So I think it's great that he's doing it. I think you're going to see more and more people that do it. It's almost kind of like when, uh, was it Brandon Jennings that went to go play in China or went going to play in yeah. Europe yeah. for a year before he actually came over to the league. You didn't see a whole lot of people doing it, but you saw that it was more and more of an option for people. So you saw guys like Emmanuel Moutier say, man, I'm just going to go play over there for a year as opposed to going to college. So I think it's a great idea, especially if some of those students are in positions to where they need money right now. Some of them can't wait until the end of my freshman year to possibly get drafted, and then i got to wait till June to get my money. Some of them need that right now. If that will help their families, i say go for it.
5: Love it. Love it. it like like uh, Rashad said, we are players going overseas. They've been going overseas getting their money. You see LeVar Ball pulled his kids out of school already, took them overseas, get, get them that, uh, get some money now. Um, Yeah, you got to love that Put them in the G League If they want to go make money now They don't got to go to school and, Why not? And, and and mess up there Because most kids don't even go to class Let them go to Let them get that money, man Go get your money
4: Yeah, I, I love it too Because it's like Basketball is it's, it's like a business and a sport At the same time So it's like If you got a chance to go make A couple extra dollars You know, go ahead and do it And then it might open up some more scholarships for the players who really want to go and um, go to college and do their thing. Cause it's like, you already can tell from a player by junior year, like automatically they're going to, like one and done, that's it. One and done, that's it. And it's kind of like, it's getting weak. Like one and done is just, just like, you don't really know every year it's a new players. Like you never really get to grow with these players. and. With the school. So let's get them one and done out the way and just get them ready for the league and let the players that really want to come and play and build with a team and want to go to college give them a shot to uh, stick around in
3: college. I'm a little controversial here and say I hate it. But but, but there's an asterisk, right? I love the idea of kids taking alternative routes, right? There's so many more routes than just the traditional. That being said, if you go to the G League, you're not getting the same looks and you're not getting the same competition as it is. Because let's be real. We already broke down early in the show. If you go as a freshman and you're a superstar, you're not going to college. You're you're walking by that college, right? You're only going to be at that college for four or five months. As soon as the season's over, you're off to the Combine end. Anyway, so when I say I'm a top player and I'm going to Duke. Right? I get to play a season in the ACC. I have tape on me against some of the best players in the country, and I increase my value right right away huh. versus, well, I think Lavar is uh, Lonzo. What, what not what are them balls, yeah, right? But I'm watching them play 17-year-old Yugoslavians. Right. That's really not a good projection on how he's going to be. Mm-hmm. So strictly for the—I mean, everybody, for the most part, that you can name that's really good in the NBA, we've had a chance to see them— And then her stock has gone up, especially what's going on right now, March Madness. The whole world saw me. I was able to make money off and capitalize off that performance.
1: Man, I heard a lot of of points for Deloney. What we got, Jesse?
0: All right. For the record, you
3: went first every time and took like all my points. For the record, I mean, that's the best, the because <laughs> he's a host, right? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna cherry pick all the easy. We literally one. just he talked left about us that with the scrap, y'all. did y'all see that?
0: We gotta, we gotta rotate yeah, the so order. Whoever, yeah, whoever gets
1: first pretty much gets the job,
3: <laughs> right?
0: All right, so the winner by one point. Deloney. There Uh, it is. My one point. I'm in here. I'm in here. So, the rule is you get
1: an intro, you get a theme song when you come back from break. So, no doubt. We'll go ahead and figure out what Deloney's theme song is when we come back right here for our last segment 1080 The Fan.
2: Weekend Sports with a Difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: Theme song for one Anthony Deloney. That's
3: right. Yeah. You hear so that when I walk in. I just got a band behind me playing that.
1: So this is the so when you walk into a room, this will be the song that you would like play. <laughs> you
3: know what I'm saying, John? You got a song
1: that when you walk into a room, like in your head, this is what's playing. Um, nah,
4: my, <laughs> I ain't that smooth like the <laughs> My
1: Mine's is mine's is fame, by David Bowie. Okay. So when I feel like I walk to room, that's what I that's what I feel like is is in my head. So, um, man, uh, first off, before we you know this is our last segment. Man, I want to thank, you know, my guys from Stupid Burger for coming in, man. Danny Moore, John Hunt. You guys are doing, really doing your thing, man. As somebody who's known you guys for a little bit, man, super proud of the job you guys ha- have Absolutely. done. Uh On a personal note, Appreciate like, you know, uh, at a point, man, uh I know Danny worked at Self Enhancement where both Anthony and I work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember when you were going off to start your own stuff. I and remember. I remember there were a lot of people that were kind of yes. like... You want to start a food cart? Yeah, good luck with that. Man, <laughs> That's what's the up. kitchen getting down. Do your thing. You know what I mean? And
3: Serving 300 kids a day.
1: And, and lo and behold, now here we sit uh, about seven years later, eight years later, and Stupid Burger has been named uh, the best burger in Portland by multiple uh, outlets. Um, the Food Network recently came yeah. to your spot and did some stuff. Um, so, man, look, first off, before we get out of here, man, make sure you tell people where they can find y'all now because I think there's some confusion about not having the cart no more.
5: Gone. We are on 2329 Northeast Gleason. That's right off of Sandy. 2329 Northeast Gleason. Yeah, we got nice the numbers. Time. So we you still find us. we we, we still uh, real local.
1: Now, what's the burger if you come, if I ain't never been there before? I know what my favorite burger is, and it's the Looney Burger. Have your stomach bubbling, but in a good way right. because it's spicy, and I like that. But what's your favorite? What, if, if you've never been there before, what should people be going to get? Stupid burger.
4: Stupid burger, or our simple burgers are very good. Like, are almost there. We use a, a different type of unique bacon that's been like it's it's just like the best bacon. Smoked bacon.
1: Smoked bacon. Smoked. So the stupid burger has egg and hot link and ham bacon, uh, egg stupid it's sauce. Stupid sauce. It's Wonderful. stupid. Get some stupid juice too. So make sure you get it. To, get on our guys on Facebook. Yes. Uh Also, there's one other thing. So there was a young man who broke a record here in the state of Oregon, 4, 5, and 6A for three-pointers made in a season. Uh, the only people that were in front of this young man were people that go to, I believe it's 1 and 2A schools. So those names are, excuse me, I want to make sure that I you know, I don't disrespect them if they listen. So we have Ryan Isom from Napa, uh Brinson Parks from Lowell and Clay Sullivan from Vernonia, uh, all of which are one and two A schools. There's one, Aaron Deloney, who is the son of Mr. Anthony Deloney, who sits with us, who made 98 three pointers this year, which is the most in four, five, or six A. Good job, guys, fella. Man, he was. So it should also be it should also be noted. That Anthony Deloney plays for the new state champions, 6A state champions, the Grant Generals. Go Generals. Go Generals. Generals. Uh, But his son was also first team all Les Schwab Invitational this Mm -hmm. year. Son was also first team all PIL. First team All OSAA uh, tournament, and I believe, and I'm not sure if it's coming out, but I'm almost for sure he will be first team All State. And he was he was
3: second in the state in scoring.
1: Second in state in wow, scoring man. this year. Wow. How much did he so, average this year? 26. So I have to ask you because yeah, I think most parents out here listening, either publicly or privately, really would like our kids to be great at mm-hmm. some sport: mm-hmm. basketball, football, mm-hmm. cross country, whatever the case is. I think we all want our kids to be great. How do you get your son to really? love the game or did you do anything they really hope that he loves the game and really cultivate his 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 spirit for playing, playing it it's
3: it's a great question right but you know he it, he put interest out there first this wasn't you know, for people that know my background I was a football player that dabbled in basketball so it was never son you're going to be like me and like you know I told him when he was 12 I was like congratulations son you've already passed my career scoring scoring record <laughs> right so so it was really about identifying what he wanted to do and then supporting him to do that. So, you know, I coached his teams up through eighth grade, uh, but told him early on, I won't be coaching you in high school, right? I want I want to go back to being dad. And so it was just surrounding him with, you know, good people that could help him uh, and and giving him those, those kind of motivational talks. And, you know, to be honest, just a whole lot of driving, taking you to the hoop, taking you to practice, taking you workouts at five in the morning.
1: What advice would you give to, uh, a young, or I guess, young parents who really want their kids to, uh, I guess, grow up and be great athletes without really pushing them. Because the one thing I've always noticed, and I've always admired, you've never made either of your kids, mm-hmm. man, play this or that. Mm-hmm. You kind of gave them their own decision. Like, how how would a parent go? Because I think the overall, you know, what you want to do is hammer it in their head. Hoop, yeah, hoop, football, football,
3: baseball, baseball. There, you know what? At, at the end of the day. Our only rule is you have to do something. As there a kid in my house, you got to participate, right? And whatever you start, you're not quitting, right? You can you can be done after the season. So let's find the thing that you want to do, yeah. Uh, and then let let's get heavy in that. And I just think part of is his own will to be great. So if I have to be out here, why not be the best, right? And those are some things that you just can't, you know, you know, recreate. The other thing I would say is. Remember, it's their success, not yours. There it is, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, it, the the one thing I want to say about all the records and everything else, what Aaron's most proud of, Grant won a state championship. Yeah, it is, man. If I had to Chicago's shoot the ball the general, to do this, right? that's great. But at the end of the day, the Generals won the state championship. There one it thing, is.
0: one thing. Thank God you're his dad, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, um, there are so many of these kids that have parents that don't have Absolutely. a bigger perspective of everything. Like right. the the way you talk is just like. Thank goodness! This he has a real has chance. A Your son has, has a, a real chance, not to just yeah. right like to to be a great basketball player, but to be a great person Absolutely. in the society. So, so thank you. For I that. gotta add on. Yeah, I gotta
5: add on. Just yeah. on the outside looking in, like you know, I know you guys from back in the day. Lil Deloney, man, looking watching him, it's like watching. I seen Aaron Miles, you know, I seen T Jones, I seen all these guys because we all were at SCI. Without even having the daddy ass, I think he's gonna make it regardless. There like it is. You, the work that the mm. man, the little dude, man, I that seen him in the gym at, at seven and eight mm-hmm. shooting the ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: He wants it. He wanted it. He, that's it's right. all his.
1: He wants that's it bad, right. and hopefully yes. he's going to go ahead and get it. So right. that's going to be our all show right. for for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks thank for you for having us. Thank, yo, you thank you to the, yo, the owners yo. for Stupid Burger Stupid. coming out. John, John Hunt, Danny Moore. Thank you to Anthony Deloney. I appreciate you for kicking him in. Jesse, always good. Happy Easter. Enjoy Passover. See y'all next week. Peace.